Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 3. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before. For day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jarn Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Tuesday, the 5th of September. Good to have you aboard, part of the Believe Podcast Network, and presented as always by Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. 
800-747-3733. 800-747-3733. If you're involved in any kind of an accident, I send you to Anajar and Levine where they're going to get you the money that you deserve while you're taking care of the injury. You're healing up and you're going to be treated like family the same way I was when we started Zaslow Show 2.0. Title sponsor of everything Zaslow Show 2.0. Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE, 800-747-3733. I hope everybody had a nice Memorial Day, not Memorial Day, excuse me, a nice Labor Day. Memorial Day's in May. I hope everybody had a nice Labor Day weekend. You did some fun stuff maybe yesterday, some swimming, maybe, maybe some barbecue. We did some swimming in the Zaslow Mansion yesterday, the Zaslow Boys. We did some swimming. I, I went to Top Golf. I'm the fucking pits when it comes to golf. I've never actually played real golf before, but my older son, he's interested. We've been going to Top Golf often enough, and people tell me all the time, Zazlo, you should play golf. You should play golf. It's so good. No, I will never play golf. I wanted to crack those clubs over my knee yesterday. I am so awful. I'm sure my swing looks horrible. I'll slice it. I'll hook it. Oh my god. It feels really good when, when you get get some good wood on it, you know? I, I got that driver in my hand. I'll crush the ball every now and then. But otherwise, I am so angry. I want to throw the club across the grass. And we're not even talking about real golf. This is stupid top golf. I am I'm the worst. I will never play real golf. It's a waste of my time. I'm so I'm so freaking bad. Anyway. That's what we did yesterday. So I hope you guys had a nice little Labor Day. Also yesterday, if you tuned in last night on ESPN Radio, uh, I I filled in kind of a last-minute deal. I filled in yesterday. We did late nights. I did 10 p.m. to midnight last night on ESPN Radio, hosted with Mike Wells. So I had a great time. Appreciate everybody who hung out with us there yesterday. And now I should mention, ESPN Radio starts their new lineup today, their new fall lineup and I tuned in this morning. You guys know my pal is Evan Cohen. Evan Cohen, Chris Canty, Michelle Smallman. New morning show on ESPN Radio. It's also on television. ESPNU, or I think it's ESPNU. And I tuned in this morning. Listened for about two hours. And I got to tell you, obviously I'm biased because Evan is a good friend of mine. But that's a good show. The very first show, and I... I'd never really heard Canty before. I'd never heard Michelle Smallman. Evan's my guy. And and obviously, look, I'm sure they've been doing demo shows together, what have you. It, it's That's a good show. And it's not this cookie-cutter, serious sports show. It's not throwing together a bunch of personalities, you know, like, like Jay Williams and Keyshawn. No, they, these are real radio people doing what sounds like a real radio show. And obviously, ton of credit to my guy, Evan Cohen, there. He is a radio guy. He's obviously driving that show. I recommend it. That is a good show. So I'm adding now, every morning, 6 to 10 a.m., that's on my radar now, every single morning, ESPN Radio. And that has never been the case before. Maybe you're saying, oh, Zazzle, you're biased now because you're doing some stuff for ESPN Radio. Maybe that's true, but I'm not listening to ESPN Radio all day long I listen to Amber in the evenings, of course, and her new show, by the way, starts tonight, 7 to 10 p.m. They tack on an extra hour. You get an extra hour of Amber Wilson tonight, along with her new host, Ian Fitzsimmons. So, 
Amber and Ian debuts tonight, 7 to 10 p.m. Her name is first. How about that for the very first time? Her name is first billing. Amber and Ian tonight, 7 to 10 p.m. So I listen to Amber almost every night, and I'm going to be listening to what is called unsportsmanlike every morning on ESPN Radio, 6 to 10 a.m. I really, really enjoyed it this morning. What up? We got a lot of, we got college football to get to. We are two sleeps away from the NFL getting going. Chiefs-Lions on Thursday. We got the Dolphins on Sunday. Tua versus Herbert. We know that's a blood feud. It feels like they play every single year, by the way. Uh, I think it's the third time in four years because they played in Tua's rookie season. You'll remember that was Tua's first start and the Dolphins kicked their ass. And then last year, (coughs) excuse me, they played up in LA. It was the game after, I believe, the Dolphins had their win streak snapped and they lost at the 49ers. Then they lost a tough game at the Chargers. And so now they're playing again this year. So I think it's three out of four years that the Dolphins and Chargers are playing. Second year in a row that the game is in Los Angeles. I'm expecting a heavy contingent of Dolphin fans there this weekend. The the Chargers have no fans. Nobody cares about the Chargers. They definitely don't care about the Chargers in Los Angeles. You're going to get a heavy contingent of Dolphin fans there on Sunday. Tua, Herbert, blood feud. You know what I'm talking about. I can't wait. We're so close. We're so close to all of it getting going. So we have a lot happening on the show today. Also, NWA. The National Wrestling Alliance. Remember I had Billy Corgan on the show a couple of weeks ago? Yes, Billy Corgan, Smashing Pumpkins. He is the owner and the head of the NWA. The NWA world champion is EC3, Ethan Carter III. You may have seen him uh, NXT. He was in WWE for a little bit. I'm a fan. The world champion of the NWA, EC3, is going to be on Zaslow's show 2.0 today. I am really looking forward to talking to him. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about winning, obviously, the most storied world title in professional wrestling, and that is the NWA World Championship. I want to ask him about Bray Wyatt passing away last week. We'll, we'll see if there's a dream match out there that he would love to have. So I'm looking forward to talking to EC3. He's a great personality. We've never talked to him before. Today's Tuesday. we got Twitter Jam. All right. So anyway, let's get things going here. Now, let's do some college football. Well, actually... What I first want to hit on here, this morning, the United States FIBA World Cup, U.S. kicked the shit out of Italy. So a few days ago, U.S. lost to Lithuania, and that was group play. They still qualify for the quarterfinals, which was today, which was this morning, against Italy. I watched most of the game. They they won by like 40. They kicked the shit out of them. And so now they're in the semifinal. Okay, great. I got to tell you, though. I can't even fake enthusiasm for it. Like, I put it on, and I watched the second half of the game against Lithuania. So I saw them lose that game. And then I made sure to watch here because now they're in the knockout round. So I, I want to I keep up to speed with it. And I can't even fake the enthusiasm. We're so weird in this country when it comes to stuff like this. Do I want the USA men's basketball team to win? Yes. Of course, although it feels like that Noah Lyles, the the, uh, U.S. uh, track and field star, the Olympian, it feels like he wants the U.S. to lose so he could try and prove a point about the NBA not being world champions, which is such bullshit. He is out to lunch, that guy. Anyway, and I know after they lost to Lithuania, he put out a tweet and, of course, deleted it because if that makes it go away, like taking a victory lap 
as, as if he wants the USA to lose. Now, I don't want the USA to lose. But here's the thing. I'm so unaffected by it. We're weird in this country, man. Where I'm watching the game earlier today. USA and Italy. And Italian basketball fans. They're probably super into it. Although USA was up by double figures. Really from the end of the first quarter on the rest of the way. But like Lithuania, for instance, the other day. Lithuanian fans were definitely so into them beating the United States. And... I didn't lose any sleep over USA losing to Lithuania. And I can't even fake enthusiasm watching the game earlier today against Italy. In this country, and it goes this way with, you know, the world, well, the Olympics is what I should say. You know, World World Cup, World Cup soccer, I'm very, very into. But the Olympics, let's say, with the U.S. men's basketball team. All right, it's cool if you win the gold. Just like here with the FIBA World Cup, it's, it's cool if you win it. But... Man, like, I care so much more about my club team, that being the Miami Heat, when in other countries, you know, like, like when, when Messi, let's use Messi as an example. When Messi and Argentina won the World Cup, was it last year, two years ago, whatever it was, last year, Argentinians care so much more about winning that World Cup than they do their favorite club team. Here... Like, FIBA World Cup, I don't care at all about the U.S. winning the World Cup compared to how I care about the Miami Heat. Like, all those people with the World Cup in Argentina, they care a thousand times more about their country winning the World Cup than they do their club team. For me, the U.S. and the FIBA World Cup, it's not even on my radar compared to how much more I care about the Miami Heat. We're weird like that in this country. Like, we just, I don't know. We don't have we don't have that same patriotism that these other countries have. And I don't really have an answer for why. By the way, you could always hit me up at Zaslow Show on Twitter. I'm not calling it X. You could always hit me up on, on Instagram as well, where everybody knows I'm an influencer at Zaslow J. So I watched it earlier this morning. I can't even pretend to get excited about like like a you know, I'm watching Mikel Bridges out there and Jalen Brunson and Brandon Ingram and Austin Reeves. And it's like, all right, I know it's about the front of the jersey as opposed to the back of the jersey. But I don't care about these guys. And I know it's like, it's my country. I care about my country. But I don't care about these guys. So I, I, I can't even pretend that I care. I can't even fake the patriotism when it comes to the U.S. national team participating in this FIBA World Cup. Anyway, it is what it is. Guys, before we continue on here, and college college football was crazy this week, and just week number one, I got to tell you guys, I'm exhausted from all the games that I watched this weekend, but also part of why I slept so well, I'm sleeping on sheets and giggles, you guys know this, you know, sheets and giggles, we're talking naturally softer, cooler, more breathable sheets, the best sleep you've ever had, I sleep on a eucalyptus pillow. Have you ever slept on a eucalyptus mattress? Let me tell you something. If a koala sleeps 18 hours on a eucalyptus tree, tree, how great do you think you're going to sleep on a eucalyptus pillow like I do? That's right. Go to sheetsgiggles.com. A wide selection of all kinds of bedding. You're never going to shop anywhere else for your bed sheets. And my man, Colin, 
He's the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles. He also cares about the environment. So you know all of that is being taken care of. While at the same time, you guys have become one of over 100,000 Americans who are sleeping on Sheets and Giggles. And just like the Zaslow family, you're never turning back. Sheets and Giggles, one of our great sponsors here on Zaslow Show 2.0. Use my code Zaslow upon checkout. You'll get 20% off your first order at Sheets and Giggles. The best sleep of your life is waiting for you. SheetsGiggles.com. So, let's, I mean, let's start with the biggest story in sports from over the weekend. Not the biggest story from college football. Not the biggest story from football. The biggest story from sports over the weekend. Deion Sanders and Colorado football. I mean, where do you even begin with what a stunner this was? I turned on the game. So, on the big TV, I forget what I had on the big TV in the Zaslow Mansion family room. But for the first half of the game, I had Colorado and TCU on the small TV in the Zaslow Mansion family room. And I'll be honest with you. And and part of the reason I, I had it on the small TV was because I tuned into it saying, all right, I'm at least going to keep an eye on Colorado getting an ass-whooping by TCU. They were in the national title game last year. Colorado won one game last year. I think Dion is so overhyped. This is not Jackson State. This is a Power 5 conference now. Colorado is going to get their shit kicked in. And that's why I had it on the small TV in the Zaslow Mansion family room. And by the time we get to halftime, I think it was a three-point game at halftime, but if you were watching the game, and yes, it was back and forth, Colorado was never not in good shape. Like, you're watching, like, wow, they're totally going to be in this entire game. You saw that from the get-go. There are so many crazy things about that game. For me, one of the things I loved, you may have noticed, the players that they send out for the coin toss... The captains. No, no, no. Colorado doesn't have captains. They don't have C's on their jersey. A couple of them have L's, and a couple of them have D's. The kids with the L's on their jersey, they're the leaders. They don't have captains. They have leaders. And the guys who have D's on their jersey, they're not captains. They're dogs. They have a D on their jersey because they're dogs. Maybe my favorite thing from the weekend. But then you got this Travis Hunter playing both sides of the ball. Ridiculous. You never see that anymore. And it wasn't like, all right, he's a cornerback and he's going to play a little bit of wide receiver. He was playing both sides of the ball. And then you got Shadur Sanders slinging it for 510 yards. And, and, And Dion after the game... Going back and forth to the porter. Do you believe now? Do you believe now? Oh, you don't believe. All right, next question. I, it was it was as shock. And again, TCU, great football program. Colorado, it was a tight game, obviously. Colorado had to score in the middle of the fourth quarter and then come up with a stop with a minute left, and they win the game. So, I mean, you know, it, it was right there. But once the second half got going, you never thought they weren't going to win. I was stunned watching it. I tuned in to watch Dion. And look, I like Dion. Everybody likes Dion. What's not to like about Dion? But I tuned in 
because I thought I was going to watch Dion and Colorado get their shit kicked in. And now, every single week, just like that, after one game, two things. After one game, you can say, all right, Colorado's for real because that offense, no one is going to be able to stop. Is everyone going to give up 45 points like TCU? No, probably not. But no one is going to be able to stop that offense. They are, so number one, they are for real. Yes, it's just one game. No, but sometimes you can watch one game and you're like, yeah, I, I know what I just watched. And that team is for real. And number two, they are must-see TV every single weekend. Like, has Colorado football mattered since the early 90s when they were competing for national championships? You remember, Miami Hurricanes, Colorado Buffaloes, that was a thing, all right? And now, after a one-win season and just one game, they are must-see TV every weekend. You're going to look. You're going to take out your TV guide, you know, for those of you guys who still have the TV guide. And you're going to see what, what channel, what time is Colorado this weekend because they are must-see TV and I have to watch them. Unbelievable. The Hurricanes kicked the shit out of Miami of Ohio. The Hurricanes, they're real Miami. Miami of Ohio, fake Miami. They now have to come up with a new name. Do we know yet what the new name of that city in Ohio is? You can't be called Miami anymore. When, when two, everybody knows this. When two Miamis play each other, that's a battle for Miami. And when you lose the battle for Miami, you're not Miami anymore. So I haven't gotten the memo yet. That city in Ohio, what's their new name? Because this right over here, this is real Miami over here. That's bullshit Miami. What's their new name? So I'm looking forward to hearing that. Now, the Hurricanes, later today, you're going to get the new rankings. I'm wondering if the Canes could be in the top 25. Now, they didn't get any others receiving votes in the AP poll. They did in the coaches poll, preseason poll. I'm not sure if they're going to be... Yes, it was Miami of Ohio. They're not ranked. Miami of Ohio is a legit program, and they kicked the shit out of them. Now, huge test, obviously, for Miami this weekend against Texas A&M. And right after Colorado and Deion Sanders, the biggest story of the college football weekend, we're talking Sunday night, and Monday night, Sunday night, FSU, FSU, FSU's for real. They got great quarterback. They got great running back. FSU's for real. FSU and LSU, tight game the first half. You can't stand that Brian Kelly. I'm not telling you that I'm sitting here rooting for FSU, but I did want FSU to win because for two reasons. Number one, it's a lot more interesting here in Florida when FSU is good when UF is good, and when the Canes are good. When they're all good, it's so much more interesting. It's a little bit like, I like it when the New York Knicks are good. I fucking hate them, but I like it when the Knicks are good. Because it's more interesting when the Knicks and Heat play. It's more interesting when the Knicks are involved. Same thing here with FSU. I'm not rooting for FSU, but I want FSU to be good. Because I want that game against the Canes later in the season to mean something. I want, if the Canes beat FSU, I want it to essentially ruin their season. So you want FSU to be good. You're not rooting for them, but you want FSU to be good. You understand what I'm saying. So, FSU then in the second half, they kicked the shit 
out of LSU. What was it? It was 17-14, right? LSU was ahead 17-14. And then we're talking uh, 28 straight points. It was 42-17 before the very end. 28 straight points from the Seminoles. And just a beatdown. And then last night, Clemson and Duke. Look, Dabo Swinney could say it's the weirdest game he's ever seen. You were terrible. Clemson. I don't even know it's that they gave the game away. Every time I looked up, because I was on ESPN Radio last night, so I couldn't pay too close attention, but every time I looked up, Clemson was down by six points and had goal to go, and they wouldn't score. Like, Clemson was terrible. And to be a top-10 team and lose your opener at an unranked team, let alone Duke, and I know Duke, it's not the same Duke as 20 years ago. Like, you're a decent football program now. I get it. But that was a disgrace from Clemson last night. And you know who's the most excited? Yes, the Duke fans, obviously, storming the field afterward. Crazy excited. You know who's the most excited? What fan base the most excited about that game last night? FSU fans. FSU fans. Because now, if you didn't know it was a conversation about FSU and Clemson, can FSU challenge for the AC championship? Now you know That's a legit thing. The FSU fan must have been so excited with what they saw with Duke kicking the shit out of Clemson last night. So, great start to college football. A lot of meat on that bone. See, I told you, now because, and you guys know, I I don't don't fake being like this huge college football guy, but you guys can tell. Like, I know a little bit about a little bit now because I have to pay so much more attention because I'm doing stuff on ESPN Radio. Now, I don't have anything scheduled coming up this weekend, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to be on. I mean, shoot, yesterday, I wasn't supposed to be on last night. I got a call last minute. Zaslow, yo, can you do a show? So I'm like, yes, of course I could do a show. I love it. So anyway, I don't have anything scheduled right now, but I'll let you all know. Couple days away from the NFL season getting going. Before we do that, though, hey, it's Tuesday. Let's get to Twitter Jam. So... Today's edition of Twitter Jam. And first, I want to tell you guys, if you're thinking about getting a new car, all kinds of sizzling summer savings still going on at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the only car dealership I personally endorse. Now, why is that? Well, because, look, if you're thinking about getting a new ride, I want the process to be painless for you. I want it to be exciting for you. And when you go to North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you're going to be navigated by a member of their friendly sales team immediately. They're going to ask you, what are you looking for? Maybe you want an SUV for the family. Maybe you just want something simple, a sedan just for yourself. Well, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru carries the widest inventory of newest Subaru models on the market. That's the Outback, the Crosstrek, the Forester, anything you're looking for, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru has. And it's so easy to get to. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, located on North Andrews Avenue, just north of Cypress Creek Road. You always get more at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Guaranteed most money for your trade. Lifetime warranty included on all North Fort Lauderdale Subaru vehicles. You can shop right now from the comfort of your own home. NFLSubaru.com. Take it from me, the building you know, and the place to go. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Today's Twitter jam? Yeah. It's on Deion Sanders and Colorado from over the week. It's what everyone is talking about. So Twitter Jam gets us started here. This tweet is from Barstool U. Barstool U, if you didn't know, it's 
Barstool Sports. They tweet about college football. And they tweet out Coach Prime's pregame speech before they played TSU. Uh, TSU. TCU. Here it was. Usually God give me a word long before this. But he's been holding it. Because it's not about them. This is about us. This has nothing to do with the team that's opposing us. This is about us. This ain't got nothing to do with the naysayers, the, the unbelievers, the haters, the doubters. This is about us. When we started this journey, we told you it was going to be trying. It was going to be tough. But you endure because it's about us. That man next to you is a miracle. That man next to you is a believer. That man next to you is a go-getter. That man next to you is a dog. That man next to you is somebody who wants this thing. That man next to you is somebody who believes. That man next to you is somebody that got to have it today. We ain't got tomorrow. We got now. We ain't got next. We got now. We ain't coming no more. song by Dion. Everybody knows that's Dion's theme song. And look, especially when you see the video, it's pretty damn cool. It really is. I mean, everybody knows Dion's the coolest, but you could see he cares. And here's the thing. He's bombastic. He's super arrogant, but clearly knows what he's doing. And it's it's pretty amazing. I, I'm I'm all in. D, I'm all in on Dion now. I'm all in on Dion. All right, we continue on with Twitter Jam here. How about Ric Flair, Nature Boy? That's right, 16-time World Champion, two-time Hall of Famer. The Nature Boy Ric Flair tweets out two claps and Ric Flair woo to Coach Prime at the University of Colorado and his son Shadur Sanders, 510 yards passing and four touchdowns. Woo! That right there is from. The Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Big Ten Football. They tweet out, this is a tweet from Nebraska head coach Matt Rule. Quote, he's the most serious person about football. His poster was on people's walls for a reason as a player. And that is, of course, Matt Rule on facing Colorado in week two when he was asked about Deion Sanders. How about Bomani Jones? Bomani Jones, everybody knows. Host on, well, formerly, I think, host on ESPN, HBO. He's got his podcast, uh, the, the, the Right Time with Bomani Jones. All right, and Bomani tweets out, One thing I thought, I, w- I thought was clear, but I'll clarify. I've been very critical of Deion Sanders' words and actions, but I'm not sure what it would take for me to root against a black man in his position. For who? For what? All right, X Bomani's Bomani can be critical and root for him. This tweet here is from... First Things First, that's a show on FS1, hosted by Nick Wright, who I think is excellent. Quote, 
Deion Sanders is writing a sports story that has never been written. Deion is making an argument for the greatest American sports story ever, and that is Nick Wright on Deion's NFL, MLB, and coaching careers. How about the volume? They tweet out, now it's at the volume sports. That's Colin Coward's network of podcasts. And Colin, he says, Deion Sanders' son is a first-round NFL quarterback. That's Colin right after Shadur Sanders' Colorado debut. What I'll say to that is, and, and, and he may be right, but what I'll say to, say to that is, that's, that right there is an example of why it's going to be so tough for Caleb Williams to repeat as Heisman. There has not been a repeat Heisman winner in like 50 years, and it's going to be so difficult for two reasons. Number one, voters clearly don't want to vote the same kid two years in a row to win the Heisman, and you're going to have kids kind of pop up out of nowhere like Shadur Sanders, who is going to be a major contender for Heisman. There you go. All right, this tweet is from Coach Prime. You can't pop... That's Deion Sanders, head coach of Colorado football. You can't possibly care about any and everything, and that's perfectly okay. What you care about, you must be truly passionate and committed to. Don't allow anybody to tell you any different. Find your main thing and keep it your main thing. That's Deion Sanders. All right. This tweet here is from, let's see. This tweet here is from, actually it's from the McAfee Show. All right. Pat McAfee Show, quote, Shadur has been changing plays at the line since he was six years old. He's rock steady and he never gets flustered. That's actually a quote from Deion Sanders on the Pat McAfee Show. And finally, how about this? This tweet was sent out from JPA Football. I'm not sure what it is. It it looks like it's an aggregate for football news. This is a clip of Deion Sanders on the Pat McAfee Show. And he tells a story. Here it is. Deion Sanders speaking about bringing Shadur Sanders to a camp that TCU's offensive coordinator was at. Here's the tweet. And you're going to love this. I don't think I've given anybody this yet. The reason he was so intense and just so relaxed and ready, not only did he study, but when we we went to a camp of a certain school and a certain coordinator we just played against, he's an offensive coordinator. He was at that school and we went to this school of camp and he didn't pay him no attention. I don't even think he barely spoke to him. He just pushed him off to the side. And I I went and told somebody, I said, man, that ain't a way to treat him. Now that's not right. That's not right. And he remembered that. And he told me probably 20 minutes after the little situation happened, he said, Dad, we'll never come back here again. Okay. All right. Good. And we'll never come back here again. And we remember this. Mm -hmm. And we we go 5'10 or something. Damn. Yeah. He said, we will never come back here again. And that right there is another edition of Twitter Jam. All right. Every Tuesday, we go over the tweets and what's the hottest topic. And like I said, Dion, Colorado. It's not just the hottest topic in college football. It's the hottest story in the world of sports right now. All right. You know what's hot when you save money? Everybody loves saving money. Why wouldn't you? 
And you know what? You're going to save money when you go get your homeowner's insurance at Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. I've been getting my homeowner's insurance from Brunt Insurance for about 10 years now. Why do I do that? Well, I know that Greg Brunt and his team at Brunt Insurance, they have the expertise and the experience to make sure that I am covered, that there's not going to be any issue. If, the, God forbid, there's a disaster, I'm going to be taken care of, and I'm getting the coverage at the most affordable rate out there. And you know what? No matter where you're calling from in the state of Florida. Recently, Brunt Insurance was rated top five insurance agency in the country, number one in the state of Florida. So wherever you're calling from, 954-589-2204. That's 954-589-2204. Wherever you're calling from, from Pensacola all the way down to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance, they have comprehensive insurance coverage tailored exactly to your needs. They know the area you're calling from. They have offices located all throughout the state. And you know what? There's so many options out there when it comes to homeowners insurance. And not just home. What what about renter's insurance? Condo insurance. There's so many options out there. It could be dizzying. Don't worry. Brunt Insurance specializes in making the confusing crystal clear. Their fully licensed team is going to help you every step of the way at 954 589-2204. You're making the right call. And not just homeowner's insurance. I get my homeowner's insurance through them, but you can get automobile, motorcycle, boater's insurance. You're making the right call at 954-589-2204. The only insurance agency I personally endorse. Brunt Insurance. Go to bruntinsurance.com. So we're going to be joined by the NWA World Heavyweight Champion EC3 coming up in a few minutes here. This was a Huge. Well, a couple weekends ago, you had NWA 75 where he won the world title from Tyrus. And this past weekend, huge weekend in wrestling. Saturday night, you had WWE playback, Payback. Sunday night, you had AW All Out. CM Punk was fired. And yeah. Oh, what I wanted to say. Yesterday, all new bonus episode of It's Still Real to Me where we reacted to WWE Payback and to CM Punk's firing. So, actually, I think it came out Sunday night. So, make sure you go check that out. Everywhere you get Zaslow Show 2.0. I can't list all the podcasts, right? We're on the Believe Podcast Network. But everywhere you get your podcasts, that's where you'll also get It's Still Real to Me. It's under the Zaslow Show 2.0 banner. So, go check that out. It's not dated. You're going to get reaction to CM Punk's firing. And we recap WWE Payback, which is a lot of fun over the weekend. All right. Real quick here. So, we're a couple days away from the NFL opener. And we're going to be doing Dolphin stuff all throughout the week, of course. I'm pretty fucking pumped for the Dolphins this weekend. And yeah, you're, you're getting... Like, Dolphins Chargers is kind of a thing. Because you got the whole Tua Herbert thing. Number 5 overall pick. Number 6 overall pick. And it's great because I've been able to talk a lot about it on national. On ESPN Radio. Because, yeah, that's a super high profile game. I mean, shit. Every time you put first take on Stephen A. Smith and Shannon Sharp now. Apparently he's on every day now. They're, they talk Dolphins. Dolphins are a high-profile national team now. So the timing is great for me doing shows on ESPN Radio where I can keep it real. I let everybody know. I'm a Dolphin fan. I'm not fucking around here. And Tua, the Dolphins, major story all throughout the season. They're a national story. So I love being able to do that and represent 305 here. Going on ESPN Radio and talking plenty about the Dolphins. So, 
I'm really excited about the Dolphins this week because I'll be honest with you. Look, you, you guys, you guys know. Yes, I'm obviously a Dolphin fan, but for years, my Dolphin fandom, I don't know if it's waned, but I wouldn't get crazy during games. I wouldn't lose sleep when they lose. And yes, it obviously helps when the team's really good. You're able to jump back on and get emotional again. But I'm going to be honest with you. What's also really helped my Dolphin fandom get back on track? Tua. Tua. He's so easy to root for. And let everybody keep doubting him. And let everybody keep treating him the way that he does. But the character that he has shown so far, the toughness that he has shown so far, the improvement that he has shown so far, and just a genuinely seems like good dude. Tua, he's our guy. That's why, you know, when he had all the Brady stuff from a few years ago, I'd rather win with our guy than win with Brady. Oh, Zazzle, don't you want to win a Super Bowl? Yes, but I want to do it, and maybe I'm on an island on my own, but I want to do it what feels like the right way, and I want to win it with our guy. And Tua is our guy. So, I, I'm always going to be a Dolphin fan. I never stopped being a Dolphin fan, but my emotion in the Dolphins waned a little bit. And Tua, over the last few years, has really helped get me back on track. I wonder if anyone else has had that experience. I just find Tua so easy to root for, and I love him going out there proving everybody wrong. Blood feud between Tua and Justin Herbert continues this weekend. We are two sleeps away from the NFL getting going. We are five sleeps away from Dolphins, Chargers, week one getting going. Beat down, coming coming the Chargers way. You know what I'm talking about. So joining us now, you know we love having the pro wrestlers on this show. And I mean, we're coming off a huge pro wrestling weekend. Actually coming off a huge couple of pro wrestling weekends yet nwa 75 a couple weekends ago of course we had billy corgan on the show joining us now is the new nwa world champion he is ec3 there you go he's got the belt right there so how about that ec3 i mean you've worked for pretty much every major wrestling promotion there is out there now and now you have nwa world champion to your name it's the most storied wrestling promotion there is out there, the NWA. So, I mean, how does that sound? That's pretty damn cool, man. Well, I mean, it, it's an honor. I'm not going to lie. It's an honor to be this good at what I do and to be rewarded so kindly with the title shot and the opportunity to carry the NWA into its bl- bright, blistering hot future that I pl- plan on bringing to it. But it is it is truly an honor. Like only so many names have been able to hold this uh, world's championship. This title is the only real world's championship. I don't know if you know that. I didn't know this. I'm a historian too. But I was down at OBW. I take this title. I throw it on the desk at Al Snow. And I say, "Told you." And like he looked at it, and he's you know he's a he's a crazy mind, but he's a genius mind. And he's studying it, and he's looking at it, and he goes. You know, this is the only real world championship because this title represented not just one company's vision of who they want and who the best in wrestling is, but a multitude. So though those times have changed, I would dare say I am the one 
and, and only true world's heavyweight champion uh, in wrestling. And it's pretty cool. So up yours, everybody else. Is there is there any NWA world champion on that incredible list of world champions from all of time that you look at like, wow, that's pretty effing cool that I'm now on that list with that guy? Yeah, Ronnie Garvin. Not only like every person, I mean, dude, NWA, I grew up a WWF fan, so I didn't know the NWA until I kind of became a student of the game and wanted to get into wrestling. And then as I've acquired a taste and like, I guess I've gotten older, but seeing the way they worked, they wrestled, they fought back in the day and appreciating the art and the physical, you know, beauty they displayed. I call it physicality with a purpose, which I think we lack sorely in wrestling today, watching those guys go out there 30, 40 hour long matches bringing the energy crowds erupting for the entirety of the time. It, like you do harken back to the old days in a sense, but everybody on that list from, I mean, I can outwoo flair. I can spit more fire than steamboat. I've suffered harder times than dusty roads and hard times make strong men and nobody's stronger, or harder than EC3. So all those names, it's pretty much an honor to be a part of. It's funny. We probably had a similar experience. We're around the same age and I grew up a WWF fan, of course, and I would get, the pro wrestling magazine off the shelves where of course they have all the WWF stars, but then when they're doing their rankings, you got all the NWA guys there as well. And it's like, Oh, it's like, that's how I learned about the NWA guys. And then eventually, I mean, you mentioned Ronnie Garvin, like then eventually some of them would show up in WWF toward the yeah. end of their careers. It's like, Oh yeah. I, I know that guy now. What, what disappointment, like Barry window is effing awesome and then you go back to the WWF and it's like the stalker and it's like ah. it's almost like I don't know EC3 is awesome and everyone loves him and then he goes to WWE and he, he, he sucks well I'll so, tell you man like I, I, I for the life of me I, I can't figure out how it didn't work for you this last run in NXT and then when they brought you up to Smackdown and, and you're sitting there I'm like can we use EC3 like this guy I this guy entertains me every time he's on the screen. I don't get it, man. Uh, I hate to be the guy I'm like hearkening back to the past and, you know, I didn't get this. I didn't get, I'm not that person. You know, what happened needed to happen for me to become who I'm supposed to be, to be in this moment, to learn a lot about myself. Um, the only person I have to blame for that runs myself because I didn't do enough, apparently, to warrant that position or that opportunity. And that's fine. Lesson learned. And how did I learn it? Capturing this, reinventing myself again, creating a name again, being chosen to carry a company one more time where I carried an impact through its darkest days. NWA is not in dark days. We're in a very, very bright future. And to be able to lead that charge and to lead that locker room, I don't know, it'll be a lasting legacy that very few can match. Well, and so speaking of which, you know, the the days of wrestling today are are we in like a golden age of pro wrestling? There's so much out there, EC3. It's gold, yeah, quality over quantity, though. So define golden, and I'll say if we're in a golden age. I think that we have options for everyone out there. I think that's probably what I mean. Okay, in, in that sense, it would be golden. When I think of golden, though, I think of extreme quality, which I do think with the amount we have, 
we have a lot to be, a lot is filler, a lot is just content, a lot of heart and soul is lost from overall products, the emotional value, you know, the way they make you feel, because there's only so many hours of television you can fill and so much feeling you can get that like not everything is special. So Golden to me is extremely special. We're in a plethora. We're definitely in a surplus. I think what else would constitute Golden is a unified fan base where I think our fan base in wrestling is very divisive. I think there's a very strong open mouth niche market that kind of controls a narrative per se that kind of scares away the people that like wrestling, that kind of love it, that want to grow into loving it because of their overabundance of uh, opinion on, that are not facts more often than not, and just their overall demeanor. So I don't think that's golden. I think we can be golden. Talent, you know, production, quality. Like, if people can, we would be in a golden era, I would think, if talent would be feel free enough to express themselves who they truly are in lieu of being who they think they need to be to appease a minority fan base. That's when I think we're, we're missing the rock and stone cold in 2001 would not be listening or caring what other people think they would be going out there to live and ring their best cutting fire promos, having great matches. They would not care what one person said, you know, flair Sting, steamboat, those same guys would go out there and their reception they received with the audience and the interaction and the emotion they felt live was enough to know they were doing their job to the best of their ability. I think golden also requires a certain energy where somebody needs to be, I guess, a figure in a sense that's unafraid to be cheered nor booed. Like it doesn't seek that, but brings a presence with them that can kind of have that magnanimous feeling. And I don't know, sort of a Roman Reigns and myself. I don't know if there's anybody out there like that. When you were coming up, I know you've been wrestling since you were young. Did you have to get to a point where you were comfortable with the booze? Like, was that, was that a hard adjustment when well, people I, would well, boo you? Like, no, because it's funny. The the nicest people turn out to be the best wrestling bad guys, while the <laughs> worst people on the planet turn out to be really good wrestling good guys. It's funny how that works. But uh, no, I thrived off interaction at all times. So knowing being booed, like a beer threw in my face, I'm like, yes, yeah. awesome. Like, People screaming bloody murder at me. Great. What what is hard to take is the lies, the assumptions, uh, the fake cancellation I received based on nothing. Um, but I was able to get through that and maybe even a better, more opinionated, stronger, talented performer. So that I could see being harder for people to get over. Like, it's one thing saying, you suck, and, like, a kid's yelling at me, and I'm like, hey, you know, blah. And it's another thing to get a diatribe written online about you that's completely inaccurate in every sort of way, shape, and form, uh, verified by no witnesses and no real um, sources of information that is therefore then, because it was written on the internet, believed by a majority of people. Like, what can you do with that sort of that's not true. If you want to believe it, I'm not going to stop you. That's the hard thing to deal with. Yeah, no. I, would I, would, I would imagine that's super difficult. 
you know, I, I see you see the headlines with dirt sheets, and I try not to read. I like I like reading the stuff where all right, so and so's injured, he's going to be out for so and so weeks. I I want to be up to speed on all that kind of stuff. But I I just wonder too. But like, how often they're wrong, and then how often people still believe it? I have a family member who will not talk to me about uh, wrestling. Who knows me personally? But comes up to me with stuff you read off the internet. Hey, I heard this on the internet. And I'm like, Sucks. dude, no, you know, ask me. That is not true. Like, so it's a it's a small-minded mentality to be easily controlled. That's all. Do you do do you try and stay away from all the internet stuff? I mean, like uh interactions with fans on the internet, because it's funny how vile the internet wrestling community can be sometimes because for, for, for people who claim they love pro wrestling, it seems like most of them hate pro wrestling. Weird, right? No, like they type a lot of words at me and guess what? I'm not reading. Okay. I'm reading real books or real Tinder profiles. Okay. I'm not reading that. ever. <laughs> I do love fan interaction. Like I love going to, you know, conventions and meet and greets and signings and, Shows like that with, you know, good fans and respectful, like, I've heard so many stories that I would never have heard had I looked at my Twitter mentions because this person wouldn't write it, but to meet me in person, to tell me some sort of impact I had on their life that I totally had no idea and what that meant to them and what it caused them to do and how they're doing so well now, like, that's something you, you can't prepare for how that makes you feel in a good way. Yeah, it's cool. So... You know, fan interaction's great, but like, I've never met anybody who talks. I don't know if I can cuss. Yeah, talks it online, who's ever done anything with their life ever. So that's it. And this, what you deal with, at the same time, freedom of speech is. I'm a firm advocate of it. So you can say what you want about me. I just don't have to read it, nor do I have to care about it. How about working with Billy Corgan? Uh, I know you, you've been with the NWA for what about a, a about two years now, maybe a little less. Uh, and, and while Billy Corgan has been running NWA for several years now, you know, guys who are your age and my age, it's Billy Corgan, founder of the Smashing Pumpkins. You know, <laughs> so did did you have to be convinced that okay, this guy knows what he's doing? Let let's go work with him. No, well, I got with him an impact early too, a because I mean. So my favorite bands of all time. So I'm of course gonna go hang out with the lead right. singer who be a wrestling fan. Right. Me because you know, there's very few leaders in wrestling, as we're seeing with the unfolding dramas and other companies. Nobody's like can lead. And sometimes leadership comes from people that have succeeded outside of it that can bring real world perspective into our crazy <laughs> oftentimes idiotic business. So getting with him and learning, like I mean, I'm very fascinated with music. I can't play anything but a skin flute, but I'm very, very fascinated with like, you know, sympathies and scores and things of that nature and like the ebb and flow. And how does that apply to wrestling to like bring that conversation to a musical genius is it's super enlightening because I love conversation. So talking about that and then myself parlaying how I see it within wrestling to terms that maybe he gets and he can kind of see that. So it wasn't intimidating. We're very like-minded. When he started the NWA, there was an opportunity for me to come over here, but I went back to the WWE. Don't know if that was a good, obviously it's a right decision because I'm here in the moment, mm -hmm. but I've been very fond of him. I checked in on him from time to time. The fact we're doing this now needed to happen. 
I respect the hell out of him and what he's done. But most importantly, I respect his leadership and his vision for the future, which what I like about him is he doesn't have to talk about it online and say big things coming or this and that. He's calculating. He makes the right plays. He knows his value. His timing is spot on. And when it happens, it's going to happen. And now it's definitely going to happen because I'm the champ. That's cool to hear. Uh, when did you fall in love with pro wrestling? All, I feel like all wrestling fans, I got that moment. I feel like all wrestling fans have that moment. When did I fall in love? I know the, the exact moment I decided to become a professional wrestler, but I loved it prior to that. Dude, I think I loved it when I saw The Rock hit Ken Shamrock with brass knuckles at the Royal Rumble. I'm like, you can do that? Because it's like, no, it's illegal. I'm like, that's awesome. So it might have been that. I know the moment when I decided I wanted, like, I'm for sure going to do this. Not my favorite match of all time, but uh, Ben Waver's angle in a cage on Raw, where Angle comes off with the moonsault, wipes out, boom. And I'm like, listening to people, I'm like, wow. And then later on, there's German off the cage. I'm like, oh, like my smart mark fucking boner just going nuts. Then Benoit's headbutt flying off the cage, and I pause it, and I'm like, Dad, I'm going to be a pro wrestler. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. And then... That's Have it. you had any moments where those guys, guys like Angle, who you, you then got to work with, and it's like, holy yeah. shit, I, I can't believe I'm working with you. Yeah, after the title match I had with Kurt Angle, like the day after, I just... Caught him in a chatty mood, and we were just both sitting there by by a monitor talking and just listening to him talk. And, like, I never – one thing about wanting to be on a certain level, you have to act like you're already at that level. So, for, for me at least. So I'm not going to be like, dude, I'm the biggest fan in the world level. Before I'm working with him, I need to prove myself to him in the buildup, in the match, and how I handle the match afterwards. Like, I need to prove myself in my professionalism and ability. So – when that was kind of proven because we did the match and he's very happy with it, I can kind of let on a couple of the things that meant a lot to me through his career and have that conversation. And no matter what anybody would ever say to me about wrestling, a fan, a smart mark, whatever, when Kurt Angle calls you a great worker, like you're great. Yeah. Like you have excellent timing. Your pacing's incredible. Your cardio is unbelievable. Like you, nobody's gotten up for me on the like, When Kurt Angle's telling you you're great at something, I, what's what's smart 613 going to tell me that like <laughs> jurisdiction over that and he was ridiculous in his time in TNA like he was really on another level yeah because I, I had him at the very tail end but I mean 87% going Kurt Angle is better than 100% of all of us any day of the week yeah I'd uh if you're okay with it EC3, I'd love to hear uh, any uh, memories you had, interactions with Bray Wyatt. Yeah, we're actually, uh, you want me to cry? I mean, we came up in developmental together, and I think there was sort of like a competitive nature between us, not in promos to be kind of weird and outlandish, and who was more bizarre or creative in a sense. <laughs> Uh, shared a lot of great times, a lot of great memories, family get-togethers, you know, nights at the bar, just dude stuff, bro stuff. But uh, 
One memory I have really is uh, when The Fiend finally debuted the first vignette. And like when you're not in the system, you know, you're friends with a lot of people, but if you're not working in the same company, you might not talk for months. And that's okay. It's not like it's not losing. Con- like we have a weird relationships where I might not see somebody, see him in six months. We're right back wherever. Oh, you're cool. But uh, seeing that happen and knowing that was fully him and his mind and creativity and he invested in himself to create that and put so much into it and if it showed up on the big show like that was sincere pride I had for him and then for him to run with it until they they disassembled him made it terrible which they tend to do like when he lost to Goldberg in that Saudi match I have said that was a time like wrestling died to me that day because it's just, it doesn't matter how much you put in to something with care and heart and passion and creativity at some point if somebody doesn't like it they're just going to pull the plug and like if it happened to him this is a negative mindset and i should have it but if it happened to him there like then what's the point of me even trying anymore ec3 nwa world champion i'll, I'll let you go on this you've been really generous with your time uh Anyone out there doesn't just have to be with the NWA. Is there one wrestler out there right now that you say, wow, I would really love to be in a ring with him one day? Cena, for sure. Cena, he needs a number 17, okay? He's not going to get it over there. He doesn't owe the WWE anything. He is his own man. I know how much this exact title infatuates him, something he's never had the opportunity for. Like, 17 is a very special number that he can attain. And what's he going to do? Attain it? First Rollins and Reigns, been there, done that. Like, he can go outside of his norm, outside of his system, and he really wanted, like, I'm 100% manifesting this in the moment that I am the guy that can bring the absolute best out of him for one more run. For just one, one great moment that is completely his own and my own as opposed to a company's. Awesome, that's cool. Uh, EC3 NWA World Champion, congrats on the win. Obviously, I mean, you're doing it over there, man. Again, like I told you, I, I saw you over a couple years ago, NXT WWE. I'm like, that dude right there is a freaking star. I don't understand what's happening here. And uh, you, you got the NWA title. I mean, you know, we know the list of guys who've held that title already. So, good stuff, man. Congratulations. I appreciate you hanging out with us here today. Anytime. Talk soon. Excellent job by EC3. NWA world champion. He he was excellent. That that may have been that that's gonna that's gonna wind up being one of my favorite pro wrestler spots here. He was yeah, really forthcoming. Loved what he had to say about Bray Wyatt there. You don't really know. You know it, it's everybody loved him so much. And, and you heard him say there, like he doesn't want to start crying. Everyone has such nice things to say about him. So I'm glad he was willing to give us a, l- a little bit of a story there and and how about the Cena stuff? I don't know. Maybe that makes a little bit of headlines in the dirt sheets today. We'll see if I could get that out there. Get a, get a bunch of people to hear that. Maybe get the get the word out. Zaslow Show 2.0. EC3 joined him today. He's essentially challenging John Cena to world title number 17 right there. And, of course, all guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 are brought to us by the official beer of the program. You know I'm talking about Johnny Cuba. That's how I was enjoying the games this weekend. Had myself a six-pack of Johnny. You could pick up your own six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. 
I love when you guys try Johnny Cuba for the very first time. You're like, Zazlo, I had no idea Johnny Cuba was so delicious. And I'm like, yeah, I've been telling you, man. Send me pictures. Send me videos of that first pour of your Johnny Cuba. Don't get a lot of foam, all right? Come on, that's amateur hour bullshit. Send me a picture that I posted on my Instagram stories. I'm an influencer, so you become famous. My man Juan from Johnny Cuba, he loves it. Pick up your six-pack of your own of Johnny Cuba at your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Remember, always drink responsibly, and don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Are you dealing with water mold or fire damage in your home or your business? Well, maybe that's a big deal. It's not a big deal. I don't know. I'll tell you who does. Water Cleanup of Florida. Water Cleanup of Florida is available for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. 954-900-8635. Water Cleanup of Florida knows when unexpected damage occurs to your home or your business, you need specialized, fast, and reliable services. That's where Water Cleanup of Florida comes into the picture. Their objective is to make the cleanup and the insurance claim process Painless and hassle-free. Water Cleanup of Florida, also a licensed general contractor, so you're getting all that A to Z service, that one-stop shopping that all of us are looking for. Call or text Water Cleanup of Florida anytime, 954-900-8635, or go to WCUFL.com. Let Water Cleanup of Florida tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So this is from Gilbert Arena's show, uh, Gills Arena. His guest was Rich Paul. See, you gotta call him CEO and founder of Clutch Sports. You have to make sure you get that in there. That's clearly what he makes everybody say. And here's Rich Paul. He's saying that a story that Stephen A. Smith told recently, where they were discussing LeBron, and Stephen A. Smith told him to get the fuck out of his face. Rich Paul's telling you that's cap. Uh, Stephen A. Smith went on the podcast P show recently. Cap. We're going to get there. Immediately. Immediately. He he had this to say uh, about when he told you he had LeBron at number two. I got him as the second best player in the history of basketball. I got him ahead of Kareem. I got him behind no one but Jordan. And I said to Mr. Chirper himself, Chris Paul, I mean Rich Paul, my boy, and and I said, you act like that's an insult. (laughs) This dude. It is an insult. I said, get the fuck out of my face. What? Cap. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> exactly what I said to him. Fuck. I don't want to talk to you no more. You can't talk to me about it. So, uh, we got you here, so I need to know on the record, did Stephen A really tell you get get the fuck out of my face? So from you that really look, let me ask that question. <laughs> I just need to hear Cap one more Cap. time. Come on, man. Anybody in the world know me, he's not going to say that to me, yeah, first of all. That doesn't now, matter to Now, if you want to add context to it, because, you know, Stephen A, that's my guy. We have cordial conversation, but I'm not, you know, I'm, I can debate all day long. So when you talk about, there's no such thing as get the fuck out of my face. No. <laughs> now, <laughs> now you can say, oh man, get out of here. Let's just add context for the viewers. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Okay. So we move on. Yeah, this is not a big deal because anytime you see Rich Paul out there with a microphone in front of him or he's on camera, it's just LeBron propaganda. I mean, it's LeBron PR. And, and, I mean, Rich Paul making it sound like Stephen A. Smith didn't say that because, uh, he, oh, he, no one's going to say that to me. Like, like, he's, listen, Rich Paul, number one, Rich Paul is like five foot nothing, all right? It's not like he's this tough guy. And 
Rich Paul's a businessman, all right? So he's not about to fight anyone. I don't know why he's trying to make it sound like no one would talk to him like that because he's so tough and he's so intimidating. He's, he's tiny. And I just, every time he's on television, what, why do we feel the need to try and do the whole LeBron James, Michael Jordan? To, like, we're still in the place if we're Rich Paul where we got to defend LeBron James and we got to do continuous PR for LeBron James. Rich Paul, for me, is tough to stomach. That's not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal? How about Shannon Sharp yesterday, first take, making his debut as one of Stephen A. Smith's partners, I guess, or co-hosts? And here's a couple of clips put together where he called Stephen A. Smith Skip twice. Because if you think about it, the Lions will pick to win that division. Skip, this is Skip. I'm sorry. It's all right. It's all right. Stephen A. You know what, Skip? Skip. It's okay. It's okay. It's been seven years. Stephen A. That's not a big deal. Matter of fact, that's very funny. Shannon Sharp definitely embarrassed. And matter of fact, today on First Take, Stephen A. Smith started the show by wearing a name tag that said Stephen A. That's very funny. That's not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. Los Angeles Dodgers pitcher Julio Urias arrested over the weekend for domestic violence again. Someone who was already suspended 20 games for domestic violence back in 2019. I guess you got to give him a little bit of credit for waiting a whole four more years before beating up some woman and getting caught again. This is a piece of shit. Throw him out of baseball. I'm, I'm over the beating up, the athletes beating up women. Throw him out of baseball. That's a big deal. And finally, big deal or not a big deal. Inter Miami over the weekend. They were at LAFC. They need all, all, they need three points every time out there if they're going to make a real run for a playoff spot. Inter Miami comes into the game 10 points back, uh, maybe 11 points back of the final playoff spot. They're at LAFC. Packed crowd there at BMO Stadium. So many celebrities, so many actors and athletes there to see Messi and Inter-Miami. And LAFC is the defending MLS champions. Inter-Miami kicked their ass. It was a tough first 15 minutes. LAFC, the Inter-Miami did not look good the first 15 minutes. The rest of the way beat them down. Here's all three goals. Initial kind of uh, additions of LAFC. They wanted to be all over the ball. This might be opportunity for Rich! Against the run of play, Facundo Perez, out of nothing, opens the scoring for Inter-Miami. How about that ball from Busquets? To Messi. Oh, Jordi Alba's in! Jordi Alba for two! Team, so exciting. I mean, it, they're, they're must-see TV. Every game as well. From, from a team 
that was such garbage and so poorly managed. And it's not as if they're not poorly managed anymore, poorly run anymore. It's just, you got Messi here. You got Busquets. You got Jordi Alba. It, it covers all that crap up. So right now, now next game is September 9th at home against Sporting KC. Messi's not going to be there. Drake Callender's not going to be there. You got a couple other guys, I believe, as well, because you got international call-ups. So that's why this win at LAFC was so huge. You don't know what's going to happen this game against KC. But Inter-Miami now has 25 points. They are eight back of the final playoff spot. And they actually have two games in hand. So if they were, you know, theoretically, if they were to win those two games in hand, you could really say they would be just two points back. So they have nine games left. They're still way out of it. But they could do this. And that right there, courtesy of Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. Let Water Cleanup of Florida tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. Yes. All right. Great start to the week. Appreciate everybody hanging out with us. Appreciate anyone who listens to me on ESPN Radio over the last couple weeks. Looking forward to continuing doing shows with those guys. Make sure you check out Amber tonight, 7 to 10 p.m. Her new show on ESPN Radio. It's the new lineup debuted today. Amber and Ian. That is at 7 p.m. on ESPN Radio. And obviously, I have to thank everybody who helped put together a great show today. Your hard work behind the scenes. I never take it for granted. I can't do it without you. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Oh, with that.